that's how we do things around here. At a professional show. Yes. I guess. Because we are nothing but professional here. Who? Did? Last episode? I think I did. I don't know anymore. You know, we should... I feel like we should, like, mark it down or something. Or if it was just, like, you do the odd number episodes and then I do the even number episodes. You know, that's true. So today would be 86, which is a great anime that I haven't watched yet. Um, what is it, 86? Ah, oh, shit. I, I don't know. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Uneducation. All right. <laughs> I've been decided. Sometimes you just gotta, you gotta have the man to decide. Yes. Continue, continue. Welcome to the Uneducation Station. Of course, my name is Zach, and I'm here with my buddy, Arthur. Hey, Arthur is here. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny because we've been so good about recording episodes to the point where we had a little bit of a backlog it was like a one episode backlog mm -hmm. and we we're like you know what let's just let it run like let's just yeah. skip and then we can just come back to it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i think it's really going to come down to when we got this in the one one I, i've i've learned some things that may help um it, w it won't be perfect like nothing is gonna be perfect or as perfect as post-processing obviously but i think we can get pretty good results if we were to finally decide okay let's just go for the whole sh record and upload type vibe type beat yeah i think we can do it do these people care probably not no not really so <laughs> but i care <laughs> so you yeah. should care <laughs> you should care <laughs> how goes the things it's been a bit since we've recorded yeah i mean you know things have been all right um mm -hmm. i mean you know i'm I'm back on the job search and mm -hmm. all of that kind of stuff right, but right. um you should mention that you, you did lose your job yeah yeah so i'm no longer working at the shelter um which i mean eh, i don't know i don't really know how to feel but mm -hmm. it's well, it's, you're laid off right yeah so it's like what are you gonna do you know yeah so, I mean, you know, now is kind of one of those times where I'm trying to decide if I want to keep going in veterinary medicine or if, you know, there's something else that, that I could potentially do that would be the, I guess, the balance between fulfilling work and sustainable financially. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm going to end up having to go back to school anyways. It's just right. kind of deciding if going to school to get my tech license would offset the amount of money that I've invested into it and all of that kind of stuff as right. well. And so I'm kind of like playing the the back and forth game right now. Mm -hmm. But I was Ooh. thinking about doing ASL interpreting. <gasps> Ooh, that is a different, different street. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it was something that I always thought about when I was in high school, but mm -hmm. You know, I was like, I'm going to be a music teacher. Right. And then that didn't work. And then I was like, I'm going to work in veterinary medicine. And then mm -hmm. I realized that, you know, for me to be able to live off of working in vet medicine, I would have to basically live at wherever I'm working at. Right, right. So it's kind of I'm uh, I'm in a weird spot right now where I'm not really sure. And if I do go back to school, I'm still going to end up working anyways, at least right. part time mm -hmm. um, just so that I can you know live a yeah, little yeah yeah um but yeah i think i think that that's kind of i'm i'm 
playing with the idea. I'm not right. really sure yet. No, for sure. I mean, that you don't got to tell me about playing with <laughs> ideas of careers. I'm, I'm, I'm on this. You, you're talking to someone who's felt and known the pain, Zach. <laughs> yeah. It, it's so funny because um, I feel like we talked about this the last episode because I was talking about Kevin coming on. Mm-hmm. Um, but during that time period where everyone was like figuring out what they wanted to do with their lives, mm-hmm. you know, I was off doing hooligan shit. And so like I didn't really have a whole lot of time to do anything other than like survive Mm -hmm. um, until I got out of high school. And then it was like, oh, shit, what am I going to do with my life? Well, guess what, Zach? (laughs) I'm the opposite. I did know what I wanted to do with my life. And then it didn't work out. So you see, it didn't matter. (laughs) Because you're going to end up on this boat anyway, Zach. It doesn't matter. It was all for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) No, but uh, I guess we can can touch on this as we're talking about it. It's current. You know, we're we're vibing. Um, School right now kind of fucking sucks to the point where I've um, well, I've dropped out of what did I even mention this? I dropped out of one of the classes. I think I think you told me off camera, but I don't think. Okay, yeah. So the uh, we made an episode where Anuki is going to drop out already. Again, I know clickbait. Now he is, <laughs> but not not quite, not quite. Let me exp- let, let me let me explain. Sh- oh shit! Here we go again. So, before you think I'm a bad student, you'd be correct. I am a bad student, but not. Uh, but that's a whole topic that you should watch the educational system episode where we had four different educational backgrounds talk about school. I thought it was funny that you said that I was a surgeon in the because title. you are a surgeon, Zach. <laughs> technically, not technically, but. If if but if if you were to say what you did at that at that current moment, it would have been true. Technically, true. logically, not technically. Uh, any, practically, practically. <laughs> one of those words, Zach. So synonyms. <laughs> so I, um, essentially, I was going for network IT, right? And then I realized, I think I, I felt like I did mention this. I realized that about four weeks in that I don't want to do network IT. So what, well, what's the problem? I mean, you know, people change careers all the time. Yeah, that's true. But four weeks in, I'm not allowed to get a, a, a refund from withdrawing from the class. That's some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's stupid because in the first couple of weeks, it was fine. I'm like, yeah, this is fine. I'm doing the work. I'm reading. I'm reading the text. I don't like reading, Zach. I'm doing I'm I'm trying to be a good student, at least pretending to be at least. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden it goes from zero to a hundred real fucking quick. Like right. from week three, like, or, you know, whatever week it was. Like, let's just say week three to week four. Mm-hmm. It goes from zero to a hundred real quick. All of a sudden, all this jargon starts getting, th- this is a 100 level class, Zach. All this jargon starts getting thrown out. All this, um, all these, these just, just random shit that yes, it's in the textbook, but under, under the work, the, like the practical work that we're, you know, like the assignments and tests that we're doing, it makes no sense. Even if I look it up. And is it because the teacher's doing a bad job? No. Is it because the the curriculum is planned poorly? I don't know. That's not really for me to decide because I haven't done the whole curriculum yet. Right. Um, it's more just there's just some things that no matter how hard you try, it just doesn't work in your brain. Yeah. Right. We have these things. I love technology. You guys, we, we know this. I love technology. I love computers. I love keyboards. I love smartphones. I love microphones. I love cameras. I love technology. Do you know what I'm not good at? Reading. <laughs> hey, fuck you. <laughs> but yes, technically, I'm not, I'm bad at coding and, oh, and, okay. and 3D yeah, yeah. modeling. 3D modeling and coding make no fucking sense to me no matter how hard I think about it in my head. 
I'm an editor. I work. I've wor I work in 3D space. I can do that. I can't 3D model or mm -hmm. three like uh, do renders and stuff. That doesn't make any sense to me. No matter how. Even I, I, I watched the corridor digital. Zach, I do that. Zach, I watched Markiplier make a, a <laughs> cinematic. I watched Jacksepticeye make a game. I haven't watched that episode on YouTube. It's pretty good. It still doesn't make any sense to me, and that's a good video because, like you, like even Jack and Markiplier, they're like getting it, you know, and they're like having fun, and they're under it made no sense in my brain what these people were talking about, but it was interesting to watch. So, I, so I kept watching, right? For sure, yeah, right. But it makes no sense no matter how hard I think about it. All my editor friends, they've moved on to VFX, like all my COD friends when they edit Valorant. So Valorant, you can't get cinematics because there's no like uh, cinematic theater mode type vibe, right? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. So there is, I mean, to my understanding, there isn't. So what, what do they do? They have to do 3D. So this is why, I mean, you don't know this, but Valorant editors charge a lot more because it's a lot more work. Um, I still think they charge way too much, but at the same time, there's another argument where you're it's, even if you're charging too much, you're also still working less than minimum wage because of how the commissioning works. It's a really bizarre topic, um, but it's also just a bunch of teenagers who, who are trying to commission professional workers, editors or designers, let's say, to create projects that are professional level in, right. in, in some sort of aspect, um, but they are not a business they're some teenagers or young adults, so they can't charge minimum wage rates, you know? Yeah, for so, sure. So, you know, it's a, it's a weird topic, but that's something else. Um, but it doesn't make sense. And the same thing is with coding. I think coding is very cool. Coding is everything. Right. Coding is the microphones that we're talking into from analog to digital converting into the thingamabob, Zach. Coding is the lights. Coding is the air we breathe, Zach. No, it's not. But you know what I mean? It's the ones and zeros that it's make the, the life go round. Exactly. It's the reason why people are listening to us right now. I, I was going to point to my ear, I pointed to my temple instead for some reason. Because they're telepathically listening to us instead. In the year 2045, <laughs> where we just have both in-brain speakers. Yes, it's one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> it's when, the, it's when the, 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 the AR goggles happen, Zach. Oh, yeah. And then, and then, we're gonna, and then there's going to be a huge hit, Zach, whenever this AR starts hitting, Zach. And then they're going to find a way to implant it into our brains via chip. And that's going to be the fall of you, man. <laughs> no, but it just, it doesn't make sense. And that's where we ended up going into a network IT. Not necessarily coding specifically, but converting, but working in binary. Um, and converting IP addresses into binary, into these things and taking and relating them to sub subnet masks. And I'm like, what is going on? What is happening? We were just learning about routers last week. What the fuck is happening? Yeah. What, what is what, what is this? I have no clue. And he expressed too, like he said, uh, he noticed that some this this part might be a little hard. Dog, I had no clue what I was reading. I I, I was I I kept rereading the chapters, and my brain just wasn't it just it wasn't working. Right. Yeah, and it, it's so hard to, especially when you're trying to figure out what you want to do with your life, because there are some people that learn drastically different from everybody else, mm -hmm. and like, I can't sit for eight hours a day like there's no fucking way like mm -hmm. i'm i'm always moving i'm mm -hmm. always running around like a crazy person like that's just kind of how i've always lived mm -hmm. and also like i'm a super visual learner so and and using my hands and doing things mm -hmm. so spending a lot of time like learning about like software and all that kind of stuff uh -huh. it, or even you know coding and those types of things like i tried to learn how to code right a, a while ago like a couple of years ago mm -hmm. and it just did not work like my brain could not mm -hmm. do the big thinkies when right. it came to coding and so 
that's where I ended up with doing ASL interpreting. Mm -hmm. And like um, at my last job, it was really cool because uh, we would have a couple deaf families come in to adopt or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I was the only guy who was like relatively competent in yeah. sign language. Token ASL guy. Yeah. Yeah. Token ASL guy. That's that's how I've been at every job that I've worked at pretty much. Mm -hmm. Um so I ended up, you know, helping them out. They ended up adopting a cat. It was all this stuff. Like nice. I didn't even know the adoption process until I was translating it to sign language to tell somebody else. Mm. So Hey, put you in the dirt. Just say, yeah, you learned learn to put you in the water, learn to swim. Yeah. Yeah. And so in your non on your non native tongue, bitch, <laughs> <laughs> you get to translate and learn at the same time. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. I don't know what these signs mean. <laughs> I'm just saying them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. And then after like when they were getting ready to leave and everything like that, they mm -hmm. were talking to me and they were like, you should be an interpreter. And I was like, da, 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 da. Yeah. you know, like <laughs> that's a good compliment, Zach. Yeah, that's a very good compliment. And I have I have a couple friends who are interpreters and like I talk to Kiri every once in a while mm -hmm. and I talk to Kelly as well. Mm -hmm. um, Kiri and Kelly are our old ASL teachers. Mm -hmm. And so I hope Kelly doesn't mind that we just name dropped her. Eh, whatever. We do it. It's okay. <laughs> well, you you in like episode like two or something you asked, right? So it's okay. I asked Kiri, not Kelly. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> nah, it's fine. Um, it, it'll be fine. So I've talked to them and, you know, there there will be times where it'll just kind of like voice off and then mm -hmm. just continue the conversation in sign language. And mm -hmm. it's like nothing has changed. Yeah. And a really cool thing is they now have three ASL teachers at Prairie. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and one of them is deaf. And so I ended up going to the high school and I was just kind of dinking around. I think it was I was hanging out with like Kirby or something and. I was like, do you want to just go to the high school and wreak havoc? And he was like, yeah, sure. And uh, we talked to Messling and we were just like, oh, yeah, we're going to drop by for a little bit. And he was like, OK, dope. Hmm. And so uh, I ended up meeting the new ASL teacher. And basically it just it went perfectly fine. Like mm. it, it was as casual and nonchalant as a conversation that you and I are having. Nice. Um. Which is really crazy to think about because I haven't taken an ASL class in almost six years. Mm -hmm. So, no, that's really good. Even me after, well, I think my senior year, uh, I th I've only done two years. And frankly, I wasn't amazing at ASL. I wouldn't say I was like dog, like dog shit. Right. You know, like I tried and I passed the class, you know, mm -hmm. but I, I would not say that I... I was I was fantastic at it, I guess. Nowhere near as your level, Zach. Nowhere near if that take if, if that, you know. Well, uh, don't don't say that. No, but it's here's why. So it's senior year, right? So it's only been two years, right? Mm -hmm. Two years. And I go, this is around the time where I basically have all my classes sorted out. And I have, I think, two classes at Prairie. And then the rest I'm doing at Clark because I'm doing running start. Clark is our community college here. Um, running start being I take college classes in while I'm in high school. Oh, excuse me. So I do college courses as well as it pertaining to my high school credit. So it's really it's really good. And I'm glad I did it. And 
It's the only crutch I have to continuing on to Clark because WSU didn't do anything for me. Um, anyways. <laughs> um, so that meant I had a lot of free time. Yeah. I did Clark in the morning. So it was literally just whenever I wanted to go, you know, uh, to uh, Prairie or, or high school again. Yeah. You know, that in between time kind of lunch-ish mm-hmm. to basically literally fifth period because I had fifth and sixth period. I didn't have a fourth period. Oh, dope. Okay. So essentially, think of it like I had a first period and a second period. I had no third period or fourth period. Think of it like basically if that's, that's one way to think about how my schedule was laid out. So I had a lot of time. So if I was busy, I would just go to the out around that time, around fourth period ish or third period. I can't remember. Um, there was the first year and I, I would just kind of first ASL first year at Curie's. I was like, you know, let's just hang out there. And I kind of became an unofficial TA. It was super That's cool. That's awesome. It was very cool. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, the problem is there was a TA and I don't remember her name. Bless her heart, though. She's a great she's a great person um, and she means well. Um, and she was way better than I am and and a third year or third year ASL student. So way better oh, than yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> so working together with her was an absolute nightmare because for me, I at the time, I, I still retain like a good amount. Obviously, not not way more than I did now because it's only been two years. So. While I was a bad, I wasn't the best ASL uh, person in the world. Um, I did okay. I passed the class, like I said. Mm-hmm. So I was able to communicate with Kiri a little bit and, you know, help out the first years with basic signing and stuff and sign with the first years. So I was like, yeah, this is my people. <laughs> I, <laughs> I found here. my home. <laughs> I found it. Yeah. Um, so that was a lot of fun. But I found that 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 strict barrier of I could never, no, not never, but where I was at, I am not that good at signing because it had to be very rudimental conversations with Kiri as well as his TA. If we strayed anywhere past the plan, past the, the playbook, Zach, I was done for. It has, it has to be, it has to be in the playbook, Zach. Yeah. If it wasn't in the playbook, I'm done for. <laughs> but again, that's not me. I guess maybe that's me humbling myself. That's not me shitting on myself. You know, I don't like doing that. Um, yeah. But that's, that's besides the point. You, on the other hand, are fantastic. And I know Thank you're you. fantastic at ASL and all that and you did three years which is pretty freaking sweet so and you're still pretty good at it so I would say yeah Zach try <laughs> try the interpretation thingy Zach I got the nuki stamp of approval hell yeah that could be fun it could yeah. be something interesting yeah I you know I, I think a lot of it too is I mean I just say just leave this room and do it but you know think, but, think, think, yeah yeah yeah, put, yeah no put, I it's, get on, it's on the table you know I get what you're on, saying yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think the back and forth comes from. <laughs> Sorry, Arthur, this podcast is done. <laughs> I will never speak again. <laughs> I must go. My people need me. <laughs> I'm the, I am the hero this city has. <laughs> I am the hero this city does not have currently, but will in the near future. <laughs> yeah. The, the So the back and forth for me has kind of been like me not realizing like where my skill my skill level is actually at Mm -hmm. and so when i think of the idea of me being an interpreter just like the practicality of it like Mm -hmm. i kind of start shitting bricks just because it's like oh yeah you know you are the way that this person understands what's going on around them and Mm. you have no help sure and i'm like um but then i have those conversations with deaf people or with people who Mm -hmm. are interpreters and they're like 
why are you not doing this? And right, and, right. Like it, it's just such a um a night and day difference between the way that I see my signing and my reception and everything like that and how other people do. Mm-hmm. I mean, how different Okay, let's break it down like this then. How different is it from just walking someone through buying their first camera? Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. In a way you're interpreting all these all these these arbitrary words as well mm-hmm. and arbitrary numbers and stuff. So if you're comfortable with doing that, I mean, I think in language specifically, it's like I said, once you're able to break away from that rule book or the playbook or whatever you want to call it, then you're able to be sufficient in your uh, in the way you speak in that language, right? Mm-hmm. The moment it's no longer uh, ah, watashi wa anuki desu, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yoroshiku onegaishimasu, you know? And then I start being more confident in the way I speak. Because when I see you sign, you look like a, like you could be, you could have signed your entire life. In my eyes, at least. Thank With, you. Of Thank course. You, because you do a really good job. You have the, you have confidence in yourself. I don't have that confidence. And does that mean, Arthur, just have, just be confident. No, yeah, sure. No, that's, that's you being confident in the language when you're, when, as you're speaking it. You don't just say, just be confident, dude. Oh yeah, sure. Thanks, man. I'll just be confident. No, you gain that confidence as you as you gain that experience. They link together, and you have that. So that's good. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it, how can I? How can I walk someone through? Fuck. Uh, building a computer. Building a computer. Yeah. Or or you know what? Cameron recently. Shout out to Cam if he's listening to this. Um, recently he had a problem with his graphics card. Well, we didn't mm. know that. He was just having a problem with his computer. He's like, Arthur. I need an adult. <laughs> Arthur, my PC is turning off. That is like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> and oh, no. I don't, and I don't know why. That is basically the worst thing. But that's, but that's not a bad thing because I've, I've, you know, basically, it's like being able to diagnose a situation and find a solution. Yeah. From unknown. Because I don't know what the problem is. I'm not even there. All I know is that one, his PC uh, doesn't turn on. Two, when he presses his power button, there's a click sound. That's it. Hmm. I've so go through the steps, figure out what we can do. And after a after a, a long call, we deter I determined that it was a graphics card. It could have been the power supply, it could have been all sorts of things. But it, it was a power supply technically. But it was, but it was more the graphics card because his old graphics card, a 980 Ti, which is God knows how long uh, old, how old this is now. Uh, <laughs> it was just whatever, whatever it is, whatever, whatever broke down in it. Um, it's just asking for too much power. The power supply, being a good power supply, realizes it's asking for too much power, and it kills itself before it, you know, goes kabooey booey, <laughs> which is bad. <laughs> before it does the big bad boom before boom. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, before I commit scooter ankle, you know? <laughs> so we we determined that I determined it was a graphics card. We gave it a shot, unplugged the graphics card, turned on the PC without the graphics card. It worked fine. There you go. See? Interesting. I've never seen that in my life, Zach. How was I able to diagnose that? Because I'm confident. I know my ways around it. Yeah. These things, right? You may not know every single sign. <laughs> you know what I mean? God, I hope not. <laughs> and I mean... Maybe maybe I learned a lot of Japanese one day. I don't know every kanji, but hopefully I would be able to be 
confident enough to speak it in a way that I feel confident in the way I speak it. Mm-hmm. And hopefully not get Nihongo Jozu because maybe I'll I'll I'll, I'll have the black hair and I'll, I'll look I look I'm, I'm one of you guys you know. <laughs> no, <I'm> <laughs> You're like, I am you. <laughs> I am you. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Watashi wa. Ohayo. So yeah, I don't know why. why I, yeah, give. I don't know where that would go. Like what you would do to start that. But I mean, you have the connections. You can ask Kiryu or something, and Kelly and them. You yeah. can ask. Uh, you know, you know what to do. I don't know what to do. Yeah. I'm just a guy on a chair right now. We're both just guys on chairs. We are both guys on chairs. I was going to say with chairs. We do have <laughs> chairs. We all have, we are guys who obtain chairs of which are sitting on top of. And sit on them. Not shit on them. Sit on them. Well, you don't know that. <clears throat> I'm really hoping you're not doing that in this chair. So anyways, <laughs> so that's why your your computer chair over there has a hole. Hey, in it. how do you, there's a hole? No. Okay. <laughs> that costs $500, Zach. <laughs> yeah, I know. We made an entire episode about it. <laughs> we did. <laughs> oh, speaking of school, I feel like I should update everybody on my school life. Obliga- obligatory school, up- Nuki school update. So like I said, dropped out of that network IT class because I got fucked over. And I realized that network IT is not what I wanted to do. Then again, I kind of felt like it wasn't what I wanted to do because in my brain, I knew this is where the world was going to take me. Like, because I understand networking, IP addresses, all these, like a lot of numbers and stuff. It was just not going to work for me. Mm-hmm. I'm good at math, but I'm not good at processing numbers in, well, that's a lie. I can process numbers, but looking at numbers in, in like, and regarding them to specific, uh, I don't know designated reasons for these numbers to be existing right mm-hmm. i guess if that makes the most sense like this ip address and this mac address pertains to this this is why what you know these things that doesn't make any sense to me i'm more of a practical numbers guy so i decide okay talk about it with my parents and i go you know this kind of fucking sucks and obviously they're like well well shit <laughs> and then the same argument you know like uh well not every th- uh, you know, not every class is you're gonna like. Well, this is a class specifically for network IT. So if I don't like the class for network IT, I probably don't like network IT. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it. It it it's one of those things that applies directly to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like obviously, your English 101 class is not gonna be your favorite thing in the world, but mm-hmm. you know you got to do it. Mm-hmm. So I thought of potentially, and I was talking with my buddy Sora. Shout out Sora if you're listening. Um, and you know, what about trade school? What trade for video editing? Oh, see, so <clears throat> it's something I've, so w- let's, let's, let's walk it down a bit to young Nuki, right? I'm not going to, not, I'm not going to go that hard, but I'm just, it was seven years ago <laughs> to the day. Oh, it's the summer of 97. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm a video editor guy, right? Yeah. That's what I did. That's what I do, right? Um, so I wanted to do school for it because I enjoy that process, specifically post-production, pro- that process, right? And I do, I go into a university, university, you know, a satellite university here in Vancouver, WSU, Washington State University is in Pullman. Um, but, you know, we have a little satellite university here that does a digital arts type of uh, cl- program thingy, uh, degree rather. So, yeah, sure. That works, right? Hell yeah. Obviously, it didn't work because I, I mentioned it many times. 
didn't work. I wanted to do video editing. They dropped coding classes on me. Thanks, dog. So <laughs> <laughs> you're so, like, thanks, homie. So that didn't work. And then I don't know why I didn't really think about it, but okay. My main hate for school is taking classes that don't pertain to the skill set that I want to do. Fucking facts. Right, right. So what is trade school? Only doing stuff that applies to what you're doing. Exactly. Right. In theory, I'm sure maybe there's some miscellaneous classes, but not like a a, a broad a, a broad bachelor's degree at a university. Yeah. Right. So I, I just don't know why I didn't come up with that epiphany until recently when I had like talk with Sora because he was interested in it. He was like, oh, you know, after school or after high school or whatever, I'm probably going to go into trade school for video editing. And I was like, that's a thing. That's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> This is the first I'm learning about it. I mean, to be fair, it was more not necessarily because there's trade schools for every like everything, you yeah. know, all sorts of things, because that's the point of trade school. Um, so I just really didn't think about it because trade school. It's funny because I talk about trade school with a lot of people. I've talked with it with my friends who have considered it trade, a trade school for my exact reason. And I didn't put one and one together to be maybe I'm I'm part of this group, too. Yeah, maybe you're part of the demographic that this is specifically designed for. Yes, maybe, perhaps. No, let's just go to university. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you know what? F fuck it. Network IT. <laughs> yeah, but at least I got to play on a baby Yamaha grand piano. That is true. Yeah. That is very true, actually. Was it worth it? I don't know. But <laughs> probably not. But who cares? Whatever. I mean, at least you got some credits that yeah. could carry over. No. What? I, none, of, none, none, none of my credits transfers. I told you, WSU. I I wasted my time. Oh, that's right. I don't know. Absolutely zero of my classes from WSU. My two to th my two and a half years in WSU are going to transfer. Absolutely zero. What? Zero. That's fucked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it depending on the class, maybe like because I did take like geology and shit and biology, I guess those if they pertain to the, the course material. But otherwise, the special like the coding class I'm, that I didn't really do that much. Everything else. No. That's some fuck shit. It is some fuck shit. And that is why I say and, and then that is why I am in the camp of. I wish they would just let you do more electives in high school so you can find out what you want to do. Yeah. So that way, <laughs> potentially, you have less undeclared students going into the fact that you could be you can go into university undeclared is already a scary fact. See, I get OK, the way that that is set up currently, it kind of makes sense because maybe. Yeah, yeah. No, well, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. it's like you you have an opportunity to get the prereqs done sure. sooner, but also at the same time, prereqs are bullshit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you shouldn't have to invest time, money and effort into something that is basically like a high school history class mm -hmm. or something like that, because we already went through all of that mm -hmm. shit. You know, like we already took, we you took know, history classes from grade one, Zach. Maybe not, yeah. maybe not like, maybe it didn't go as in depth, but from grade one to two, Zach, the story of us. Do you remember those movies? Oh my God. Yeah. We went through that shit, Zach. For what? To take it again in college? <laughs> what the fuck? I know it doesn't make any it sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. So if you're going to make us, you know, 
I guess in that in that regard, because of how it currently is right now, mm -hmm. that's where I would agree with you. But if it could change, then I would like. But if there is more electives, then that means you have to push that U core stuff to, or the the general arts, the gen, the liberal arts stuff to college. So it's like there's a balancing act, and I get that. But there has to. But I'm not. I'm not a politician, Zach. I don't. That's not what I do. I'm saying that this somebody should figure it out. Right. Somebody who's a lot smarter than us. Yeah. Somebody who. Somebody who does this. Yeah. You know. I'm. I don't do that. But this is a suggestion as someone who is in this nation and has a fair say in what should and shouldn't be done. Right. Right. I think I can say that. I'm 21. I can vote. Tw I'm 22. I can vote. Sorry, I gave myself an extra age or an extra year of youth. <laughs> an, ex an extra age. I gave myself another year of youth. I apologize. Nah, it's okay. I thought I thought you were like seventy five by now. Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I I I found the fountain of youth, Zach. <laughs> Bro is living in dog years right now. <laughs> Bork. <laughs> Bjork. Yeah, I don't know, but that's that's a topic that we discussed in the in the school episode. So I guess obligatory will link will have that in the end card. But yeah, trade school. I don't I don't know much about it, if anything at all about it. How to where to, what to look at, where to find it. I mean, I can figure that out once I have time, and I'll probably do that during winter break. <laughs> Excuse me. So you know, something to think about, and hopefully it's the road because. I know it sounds dumb, especially as someone who's been editing for seven plus years, but I'm not someone who is just like, I don't, I enjoy entertaining and I enjoy presenting, right? Mm -hmm. That's why I stream. That's why I do this podcasting. I love talking and I love presenting. That's why I always mention that I volunteered as to be the presenter for group projects right. because I like presenting. And also you didn't have to do as much of the book work because you're presenting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Life hacks. Just be, just I'm not even socially. Uh, I'm not even like a like a like a like a an extrovert. You just gotta be. You just gotta pretend to know what you're talking about. <laughs> Work smarter, not harder. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that if I mean if I could be a, I mean who wouldn't want to be a full time streamer, right? Right. Right. You know who wouldn't? But if I had to be realistic, I literally could live my life as a wake up. Hopefully not too late, too early, but just wake up, go into some sort of office or. Or uh, yeah, some sort of office or studio. Sit in a computer, edit videos, finish them, or you know, work in a team. Like be a part of a team, not necessarily a leader. I don't care to be a leader. Just be in a team. Mm -hmm. Get paid. Go home. Like I, I would do that. I enjoy the mundane task of cutting, cut like raw footage together and putting it together. Like I enjoy that process specifically. It is really cool to have everything come together the way that you want it to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, anytime I am making a video of, of any sort, really, it I've always kind of had a vision of the edit in my mind. Mm -hmm. And for the longest time, I was never really able to practically get to the point to where, like, those things matched up. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I'm getting better now. And, you know, the more the more projects I work on, the more comfortable i get with premiere pro and mm -hmm. all of that kind of stuff but like yeah it, it is definitely a huge part of the creative process mm -hmm. because you know unless you're just playing a game and just like goofing and gaffing with the boys like you know 
I at least I kind of have that that internal idea of like this is kind of like the general idea of how I want it to turn out. Right, right. Yeah. But I guess what I would be doing is I would be in a team and then if if I were to be in a team, so this is how the real world works uh, for my editors listening, you'd be in a team, you would have supervisors and higher ups, you would obtain notes and you would edit directly based off of those notes. And then you would get, get a finished product, you would turn it in, you'd get notes back to fix. And then that's how that would work. Mm-hmm. Sorry, your creative freedom is gone. That, I'm just joking. But <laughs> no, but but but, you know, you're not making an art piece anymore. You're making a you're making a product for the uh, it, for the for the you're making you're a piece to a bigger picture, I guess. Yeah. Right. You're, you're all you're all working together in collaboration. You're not making an art piece to put in your portfolio. And I'm OK with that because that's what I would do. If my dream job, I'll be honest. I'll I is to be an editor for a for a content creator. I can see that 100%. I would love to because it's something and and I and what I mean by that is not specifically this I want to say stupid, but I, I don't think it's stupid. I think it's just going to be it's just oversaturated and it's more of like a in the moment type thing trend type thing that's going to go away soon but current content creators that are all about you know the over edit type stuff and the animations and all these things and the subtitles and the green in the and the rotoscoping and the no that's not <laughs> for me i could literally see myself working like in like a linus in like ltt like the editing team you know what i mean one of them for sure yeah like that's where i would be I would work for something like I would work for something like that. And I would love that. Or even just any content creator, really, that's just more of a like a pro, like a video that's more professional looking and that's more sustainable. So I would be more of a tool to their arsenal. Right. That's what I would be. I'm not a not I'm not the reason why this person is succeeding. They are succeeding. They just need help to continue to do what they do and they don't need to worry about editing. Right. Right. Because that's that's the goal of a content creator to make to be successful enough. So that way you can push your load of editing, which you don't need to do to someone else. And, you know, it would help that they understand your your stuff and, and they'd be adaptable to your current stuff. But I mean, you can work it out. And over time, it'll just be perfect. That's what my role would be. I don't necessarily need to be this super cool editor, you know, hey, look at this. You see this guy's video? Look at the way it was edited. No, I don't care about that. I think I, what I imagine... I would edit a Casey Neistat video, type 5, you know? Yeah, or even like, um, like you know, we were talking about Markiplier mm-hmm. and uh, like Jacksepticeye, those guys yes, who yes. do a lot of the IRL stuff and a lot of like the really cool, fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I can just imagine you fitting in really nicely into that type of environment just because like, you know, it's it's kind of like me being behind the camera for video projects and those types of things. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you you become like uh, a uh, a part of the lore, <laughs> you know, right, right. It, you're like, um, like, oh, gosh, what's Markiplier's editor's name? Lixian? Mm-hmm. Um. You know, he just randomly pops up in a little animated form on his mm-hmm. videos every once in a while. And it's just like, that's the guy. That's the yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, that would be cool, but that's not something I'm looking to do, like to be. That's more of a trust between the content creator and the editor. Yeah. Right. That's a bond that's created. 
of which case they are like they then they become synonymous with each other within the video right, right? and then you know oh yeah lixian edited this video or mudan edited all of anime man and um, uh Kanye's videos right mm-hmm. that type of thing but that's be- that's because they became so successful in the end of themselves and made a name for, se- for themselves as an editor right I would do that. There's this one editor, KR Speedy. I mention them all the time in the crew and stuff. I love Speedy. Yes, of course. Them and Sina, I still watch their videos every single day. It's actually the only videos that I watch every day, honestly. And I still, the KR Speedy's videos, I watch them like just throughout the day, just as a, just as content in my AirPod Pros, you know, as I'm doing random things. I just have them going on because these days they stream and his videos are just 30 minutes to hour long, like, just videos and stuff but they're edited by appreciator shout out to appreciator who was a really fucking good editor but all he like he's a good he's a great editor mm-hmm. he didn't ed- listen i need everybody to understand this okay i'm listening he did a a video of mario party which is like an hour long or something like that oh at least if not more than that mm-hmm. and he face tracked speedy's head onto birdo's head the entire the entire video <laughs> the entire video zach oh my god who does that <laughs> who has the patience for that and he daily uploads twice a day and KR Speed has two two channels. One is KR underscore Speedy. The other one is Speedy W O three. We all know him from the old Call of Duty old Call of Duty videos and stuff. That's his main channel. That's kind of died off because now he's moved on to his KR underscore Speedy channel where he uploads all of his live stream stuff. But even just, like literally just this week, just drops an hour long best of the crew video, like best of KR Speedy video, an hour long. Like he's a fantastic and fast editor, and. That's all you need to do. That's wild. Right? Like, that's all. I'm not that it's not hard. That's not what I'm saying. It's very hard. Oh, sorry. I spit, you know, to sift through Twitch VODs and make vid, even if you're not doing crazy edits and highlights and stuff, but to sift through a Twitch VOD and edit it. That is torture. Bro, it took me two days to edit a 15 minute video. And he uploads twice a day. Yeah. Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, <laughs> it's like fuck, dude. <laughs> but that's that's the role I would do personally. That would be like the perfect editor for me. Like I would love that job where I'm not necessarily overqualified. That's not the right word, but it's because I'm overqualified that I'm very familiar with working in this type of environment, mm-hmm. and I have the skill set to be fast and efficient because I know everything. You know? Now the question is, would you use After Effects or Premiere Pro? Well, you would use both. I mean, in general, you would use Premiere Pro for everything. Oh, I'm saying like you personally. Oh, me personally? I know that you are like super, super well-versed in After Effects. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I use it most. The only reason why I wouldn't ever use it, like I use After Effects for cod editing and stuff and for VFX works and also the graph editor is superior. Premiere Pro doesn't have a graph editor. You don't know what this means. It just means a really nice way to mess with curves and stuff. It's great. It's fantastic. It doesn't exist in Premiere Pro and it sucks in Premiere Pro and Premiere Pro sucks. Um, Excuse me. Blocked. But Premiere Pro is a non-linear editor. After Effects is. What does that mean? It means it works with tracks and not layers. 
well, it is layers, but it works in tracks. So everything, like one clip, video clip, I guess, remains on a track, and you can put more clips onto that track. After Effects, it's layer stacked. Everything is its own layer. So it doesn't work very well for videos. Because so if you have oh, okay. a video clip, for example, like a clip or whatever, and you want to add things to it, or you want to cut it up or stuff, like, let's say in, let's say a whole video, a whole video in Premiere Pro could remain on one layer. Because they can, it could just be on one whole stretch, cut up and everything. Yeah. After Effects, if, if there's a cut, it would move to the next layer. Oh. And if there's a cut, it'll move to the next layer. And then, you know, layer, and it'll layer stacked on top. That's fine for working in for VFX because that's what After Effects is for. Right. Right. But that's but that's why Premiere Pro exists because it's a non-linear editor. It, it has that just Yep. Straight line. And you do what you gotta do. It works in a track or a lane. I call it a lane-based system. Yeah, that does make sense. And it, it's really funny when I'm sorry, I just I just nerded out for like 30 minutes. <laughs> Bro, you're totally fine. Um it is really fun. Uh, editing in Premiere just because you it it's so cool to see like after you're done with a project I don't know what the fuck that is mm-hmm. um, after you're done editing a project and you just zoom out and look at how fucking chaotic the timeline is ah yes it's great it's mm-hmm. a great time everybody does it everyone's like oh I, I kind of meme it because everybody does it all the content creators oh new video and they just they just tweet their timeline. I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> it's a timeline. It's a timeline. I mean, if it's really substantial, then I get it. But it's it's kind of it's it's hilarious. But it, but I mean, in now in a lighthearted way because you know dude, I'm I, I've been there. So, yeah. yeah, dude, have you seen like editing timelines for movies? Yeah, it's fucking chaotic. They're fun. They are fun. I would totally do that too, dude. Okay, so it it isn't a movie, but I. Rem- I don't know if you remember uh, Markiplier came out with a video called Wilford Mother Loving Wharf Stash. Uh, well, I know I know the Wharf Stash as like the, the alter ego, but I don't know if that video specifically. Okay, so it, it was basically a um, a continuation of the series that he's been doing for the last couple of years called Who Killed Markiplier? Right, right. Um, and so basically this was like the the grand finale in a way and so he ended up after the video had been out for a couple months he ended up posting a three and a half hour long video going through all the footage going through the Mm. premiere pro timeline and just like explaining everything going uh, talking about behind the scenes and everything like that and you know he had like a full crew for it and it was Mm -hmm. like a, a whole production basically and it was so fascinating to see the creative process and and to see like his ideas for things because he like after everything was all said and done he sat down and edited it but he yeah he sat down and edited the entire thing and so it's really cool to just kind of get that behind the scenes look and sure. just seeing something that you're you're it feels like you're not supposed to see because mm-hmm. like you look at the final product and you're like oh wow this is so pretty and well done and and then you watch the behind the scenes and he's like yeah we had to jank the fuck out of some of this stuff yeah I mean you when you got to be really practical about things it works really, I mean come on 
See, this is why I like the production side of things, yes. because I love to be able to learn all of those random little things that that you can come up with to get the same shot. Mm -hmm. I think that problem solving is was what really brings out the art in a creative. Like when yeah. something is cannot be done. How can we make it work so that it looks like it can be done, you know, for sure. Yeah. That's the fun in this kind of type of filmmaking industry that I really enjoy a lot. Um could I ever do it? I mean, I don't know. I'd have to do it myself. And I think that comes more to experience because a true director, if you will, is who's going to make those calls to be like, okay, well, if this is not going to work. I want it to work. Let's figure out how we're going to get it to work. Right. Yeah. I think that's where that type of thing goes. And that's why, you know, watching the speaking of quarter visual again or a quarter digital again, the VFX reacts. And when they bring on guests who actually worked on the movies, yeah, their, their insight is incredible. Even if again, I don't do I don't do VFX act like right. CG and stuff. I don't do that. That makes no sense to me. But it's interesting to watch their uh, not I guess breakdown if you will, but their uh, explanations for lack of a better word. Yeah. For you know what happened, why this happened, what we had to do to make it work, and things like that. And you would think they really had to do that for like a this type of production quality of like a fucking Marvel movie or something. Yeah. And something wasn't, what do you mean? It's a Marvel movie. Everything will just works. Let's just, let's just, let's just code it. Fuck it. I don't know. <laughs> let's just code this to make it work, which I mean, I'm sure they do, but there's some things we're just like, okay, the computer can't generate everything that we need, although it's going to generate a lot. So how are we going to make it so that we can, you know, make it look like we look like, uh, how, how are we going to make it so we can look like what we need? You know, things like this, that, it's fun to it's fun to watch and it's fun to experience. Yeah. Um, how far would I go into it? I don't know. Again, that would be more of uh, me getting into that field. But for me, it would just be like, okay, here is the raw footage, you know, and here are my notes that I want you to do. You know, mm -hmm. let's create a story with this. I guess yeah. right. There is a there is a point to this video. It is my job as the editor to convey that. Uh, sorry, it is. I'm talking really fast. I'm trying to. I'm trying to stop that. It is my point as an editor to convey that story with the way I cut the video, which sounds really silly, but it's it's really it's really impactful, especially if you watch things like video essays. Yeah. Video essays. I've mentioned it before. They're the greatest videos on YouTube. They're um, so good. They're fantastic, especially the amateur. I love amateur ones. Or not uh, amateur ones. Not the right word, but they always pop up from like random channels that only have like one or two videos. And that and those video essays do incredibly well because they're interesting to watch and it's engaging, you know. Dude, and I've gone down the the video essay it's rabbit so hole. Good, and it's it truly is like someone who just has minimal experience or a lot of experience, but let's just say the average person with minimal experience in editing and uh, uh, I don't know microphone technique or something, or you know, it's just minimal experience in this field. But is good at writing and is good at storytelling. Mm -hmm. Right. That's where I would fit in. Not maybe. I mean, I guess I did say presenting, so maybe that'd be fun. But the the story, the finding out how you want to convey the story visually, I guess. Yeah, that's where I would come in. And that's what I enjoy a lot. Um, and that's why I've been enjoying scripted content. Fucking love scripted content. Bro, I want to do more. I just had an idea. Well, oh, I Ferb, I know what we're doing today. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing a video essay. No, uh, <laughs> I mean, okay, that would be really fun, though. But just the... the of what? <laughs> I don't know. Something. Something. Let's find out. Yeah. On today's episode. <laughs> on this episode of Dragon Ball Z. I think it would be really interesting 
if our paths crossed and we ended up working on like a professional production type thing together that would be like super fun oh Zach, that's gonna happen that's a given it just hasn't like been into we, we just haven't like figured it out yet oh no I'm, I'm i'm talking about like you know if if you ended up like oh you mean like in the future when yeah, we're well yeah, yeah. when we're well uh versed in and in, in invested into our careers as professionals in videotography yeah that would be super gnarly that would be pretty gnarly but we got to make a short film first <laughs> that would be really fun um, that would be really fun we should do it i'd be down yes i definitely <laughs> also would be down all right time to finally buy this black magic fuck, <laughs> fuck. Shit. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh speaking of which and buying things i did get uh <laughs> i was gonna say i got my job back no I, i'm working this week oh fun yeah just back at the boba shop just for just for this week just to help out pick up some ships and uh you know just make a little extra cash you know i'm not really now that i'm one class down i have less things to do i mean i'd rather stream obviously but you know it's good to just kind of rack up just a little bit more pocket change especially with christmas coming and black friday of course because i always buy things on black friday i always buy storage buy storage more storage every year on black friday yeah i'm i'm definitely gonna go hard and yes. buy a shit ton of storage do it you you just never know you need you never know you need more storage until you need more storage it's yeah. just best to just have more storage because fuck it dude yeah i Oh, gosh. My SSD is getting pretty up there, and it's kind of terrifying. Don't you have a terabyte? Yeah. Yeah, a terabyte SSD. You, who thinks of that? Oh, I have a terabyte. It's fine. It's not fine. And then I have a two terabyte hard drive that's almost full, too. Exactly. Oh, it's fine. No, it's not fine. You never know these things. Even if you're a normal ass dude, that stuff fills up, especially as things get bigger. And you want to play Warzone 2, and it's like 50 billion gigabits. Or no, it, I decide bits. That's eight eight bytes. That's a lot of bytes, or eight gigabytes. That is, you you know what I'm saying? Or eight megabytes. Okay, listen. This is a weird tangent. Okay. No, I mean just like based off of what we were just talking oh, about. Oh, <laughs> I thought I thought you were like this saying that as the predecessor to go down even further in the. No, no, no. <laughs> we were just talking about our professional careers, and then so Black Friday is coming. We're gonna buy some store. We're gonna buy some hard drives. <laughs> <laughs> we need storage. We need storage. Well, I mean, you know, the SSD that I work off of for Uned is only five hundred gigs, and that sounds like a lot, but it's not a lot. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, it. I'm pretty sure it's gotten better, but the file sizes for these episodes are fucking huge. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's way better. Before, we used to shoot at 50 or I think 55 megabits per second or at 55. Yeah, 55 megabits per second, which is big. Um, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, and I realized that it, we don't really need to, especially if we're going to go down this road. Of, well, we still do shoot at it, but I would also render in that. I would still render in 50 megabits per second. Right. Which is a lot, and I realize we're going too hard, especially since we're only putting out 1080p content. Yeah. Dropped it down to 12, uh, to kind of a two pass variable pass, 12 to 24, and that's been the sweet spot. And it's kept all of our and it's kept everything down and really well. And I'm happy we went this route, and it looks fine. Yeah, yeah, so god, dude, I, I remember you talking to me about the um, like the first couple episodes of Uned when um, when we were shooting on SD cards and all of that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, that was not pretty. That was not yeah. pretty. <laughs> but I mean, the well, the reason why it was good is because now we, if we ever really need to, we can. Pa well, so the problem was right. Um, we had a threshold of we could only record, I think, like 
two hours, like three hours, basically. I mean, we never hit that three hour, but it seemed that way because on Spotify specifically, you get a max of, I think, 250 megabits per second or uh, 250 uh, megabits by upload. Yeah. And the MP3 files and this is MP3, so it's compressed even at a I mean, obviously, we don't want it too compressed, but at a at a high to why well, I want it to be high um, at the highest point at 192 kilobits per second. Um, it or a kil, kilohertz kilobit. I can't remember what kilohertz kilohertz. Um, it would be uh, it would hit that 250 threshold, so we'd have to drop it. So we would never want to go that high. Now that we've dr lowered it, we can go farther. That's if we want to. Obviously, we never record that long. But I mean, if it ever happened, what maybe we have a guest and we just say fuck it, let's just keep talking because it's a great episode. Yeah, we can we can do it right for sure. Yeah. So the 24 hour no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 24 hour episode. Let's go. I do think it'd be really fun if we did had... a 24 hour episode. No, no. <laughs> Chill out, Zach. <laughs> no, I can't keep talking this long. My throat. <laughs> no, I think it okay, would be guys, really. Guys, we're gonna take a lunch break. <laughs> <laughs> Who's ordering DoorDash? Uh, no, I think it'd be really fun if we just had a um, like a super long video for a milestone, like the hundred video milestone like the 100 episode milestone or you know at like a thousand subs or whatever um i think it'd be fun to just get all the boys cram them on the couch have have the whole five mic setup going all of yeah, that kind of stuff i would love to like just kind of clear the schedule and then just kind of talk and then whenever we're done we're done yeah just That'd like a sick. four hour episode <laughs> that would be sick i mean that one probably couldn't go on spotify but well i don't know i would have to knock it down a bit but i mean it'll be fine i mean it would be a worthy sacrifice it would be a worthy sacrifice yeah that could be fun and we can do it now kind of technically yeah 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 i i don't know this episode has been fucking weird i know i had something <laughs> i really wanted to talk about but i feel like i forgot there's something i kind of entered this episode talking about or are wanting to talk about oh you see behind me zach this isn't it but i just i just see uh my guitar i so okay listen <clears throat> I didn't get to talk about it the other day. It's about you, The Rock, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we've mentioned it before how um, I kind of stopped playing music consistently. Yeah. And after watching Your Lie in April in high school, it kind of revived that love for me. And I got a piano again. Or, or rather, I busted out my my old NP44 Yamaha electric keys. Not even not not weighted, that type of thing. You know, 66 key keyboard, you know, mm -hmm. classic, um, dusted out, took it out of my closet, dusted it off and just got back into playing anime OSTs and I got back into music again. Do I play it too much these days? Not as much, but I still enjoy playing my piano or my YPD behind you as much as I can. Um, and who would have thought? Bochi the Rock comes out, which is the best anime of the fucking season, Zach. Oh, and, shit. And, and, and it, it comes out and it's, a, it's cute anime about cute girls who start a band and it's really fucking good and everybody should watch it whether you like anime whether you like the genre of slice of life cute girls doing cute things whether you like whether you don't like that genre anyways and you prefer thing other genres you prefer like story driven genres or 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 or, or, or horror genres or shonen or or whatever Everybody has something that they can enjoy from Bochi the Rock. And I had you watch one of the episodes, or not one of the episodes, but one of the live performances that they did for episode five. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. If you watch episode five of Bochi the Rock, it was fire! 
<laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> exactly. His 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 interior's got height. Bro, when you when you showed me that, so that was after we filmed the last episode. Mm-hmm. It was so funny cuz like for for people who aren't musicians, there's a, a a specific type of frustration when you watch shows and movies about musicians whether it's live mm-hmm. action or animated, it doesn't fucking matter. Mm-hmm. When you watch <laughs> He's clapping. (laughs) When you watch a show that has put so much time and effort into making sure that the the animation is is accurate. Mm -hmm. And when I say accurate, I mean, like, I literally was thinking of the chords to the song that they were playing as they were playing it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that's a really sick guitar riff. I'm going to go learn that when I get Mm -hmm. home. Like, huh? No, it's fucking incredible. Like, okay. I, I need I, I have to stress this because okay this whole genre of I'm so sorry but <laughs> this whole genre of slice of life is like hit or miss it's like you either really like it or you really or you don't like it and it's fair because this uh or not necessarily slice of life because I, there's a lot of shows that classify as slice of life but slice of life under the sub genre of cute girls doing cute things love to see it this is a sub genre of cute girls who do cute things that's it it's like cute girls who go camping in the mountains during winter you just pointed at a poster that's on the wall yeah yeah, because you because my euro camp poster and that's it cute girls who are in a in a in an archaeology geology club and they explore they explore together about astronomy and stuff and 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 rocks and archaeology and that's it (laughs) shows like this where there is no like direct uh plot line there's no drama you know these shows are like the casual shows Mm -hmm. they're just simple shows that you can put on and it's cute it's fluffy the ost is nice and you just kind of you just kind of zone out and you just enjoy you just enjoy an alternate universe where you wish things were like this you wish things were you wish life was this simple you know yeah this is this is the genre, and I love this genre so much. But they start a band, and, and it's, it's so cool, and it's so, and it's very cool. <laughs> now Zach hasn't watched Butch the Rock, but yeah, I have not. But th- this is solely based off of one five minute clip. Mm-hmm. I'm watching it. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I'm stealing your Crunchyroll, and I'm watching it. Go ahead. You can't take any screenshots though. <laughs> shit shit no it's 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 funny but but the reason i bring that up is i get it that's this subgenre of not just slice of life but um cute girls doing cute things it's just not really enjoyable mm-hmm. for most uh i i want to say the average watcher of anime i guess because it's really like not i don't want to call it a niche that's not the right word but it's a, it's its own category mm-hmm. like you you know you enjoy it cameron enjoys it i don't know how but he he be he fucks with Eurocamp a lot, and it's just cute girls go fucking camping. Zach. That being said, the landscape art and the landscape and artwork is fucking phenomenal, and it's the type of show that you can just like, you know, the show where it's it's a show where okay, you're watching it and you can just go, like like in real life, Zach. Yeah, like just kind of do a sigh of just. This is nice. <sighs> this is nice. I love that shit, Zach. 
inject that that shit into my bloodstream, Zach. Type shit, type beat, type shit, Zach. <laughs> type beat, type, type shit, type beat. I enjoy saying. By the way, the type beat is a fun word to say. You know, vibe. Yes, I love that type of vibe. I've learned. I've. I, I don't know where this came from, but type beat is my new thing. I don't know. Did you hear that Elon Musk is trying to re- relaunch Vine? I did hear that. I didn't know it was yeah. Elon Musk specifically. I just knew Vine was going to be relaunched. I think it was bought by Twitter and then mm-hmm. and then it died. Yeah. Or that was back then, right? Yeah. Um so I mean if he wants to sure, I don't know what the point of it would be because uh I mean, I where where we are Vine people. Yeah. Right? So obviously we like Vine. Yeah. But I don't think Vine would be a success today, like to come back, even for us to go back onto it. I don't think so. I don't know, man. It would be cool to uh, have like that that slight chance of hitting the gold mine, like the people who did in like 2013, I know, but if the landscape is is so like because we have TikTok now, we have YouTube shorts. Right. And at this point now we have Instagram reels and stuff, you know, Mm. it's tough. The landscape is a lot more, or uh, what is the word? I'm saturated. For? Saturated, I guess. The 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 there's more there's more townsfolk. There's more people. There's more buildings. It's no longer a, a wild wild west. It's a it's a it's a community now of all sorts of different ways to have short form media. So right. Vine is going to be really tough to be successful. I mean, I wouldn't be mad if it's just like fuck it, whatever. Then fuck it, whatever. I'm not like it's whatever. But I don't know personally if I would install Vine. I would. Would you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Just um, just because of like, I love a good challenge. Sure. You know? Sure, sure. And especially on like the content creation side of things, like if it was limited 100% to seven seconds, mm-hmm. no straying away from that, whatever. And that's how TikTok originally was. It was like mm-hmm. 30 second videos or right. whatever. Now it's um, like three minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of fucked. Um, but, you know, you have seven seconds. To either do something funny or tell a a, a story of mm-hmm. some sort that gets people interested. Like mm-hmm. that idea of just having only seven seconds. Mm-hmm. I do like that. I guess what I would say is if it were to be successful, I'd be super down. Because I enjoy Vine personally more than I would enjoy TikTok. Right. Well, excuse me, personally. But that's, again, me just not really being into tiktok a lot but that's me yeah. right that being said i enjoy a quick short form content type of vibes so i'm down anyways i do want to finish my point though of bochi what, the what rock were we talking? oh bochi yeah the rock um where was i yeah so this genre of cute girls doing cute things right i get it not it's not everybody's thing and that's fine but i think anybody can watch bochi the rock whether they like music or not like music whether they like anime japanese singing or whatever or whether they don't like it because the show in of itself and the characters and the little plot points that they come up with and the animation. Oh, my God. Okay. I I don't want to say this because it's not something I enjoy saying. But if you look at the manga, you'd be like, holy fuck. This manga got a fucking facelift. <laughs> Jesus. Like, I, I don't like saying it because so the art style for the manga is like okay stereotypical is not the right word but in the same way that you can see a shoujo manga and be like yeah this is shoujo 
mm-hmm. you go look at this Bochi the Rock manga and be like, yep, this is like this four coma slice of life, cute girls doing cute things art style. Because that does exist. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Um, but I and they get animated in different art styles all the time because that doesn't really translate into anime very well. And we've seen this before. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Bochi the Rock is different. Bochi the Rock, Cloverworks took it. Cloverworks are fucking broken as far as like they're the new they're Zach, they're the new Kiltani. Oh shit. In terms of just bangers bangers after bangers after and just like crazy production quality for no fucking reason because why not zach this is the cute slice of life uh genre doesn't need high quality animation because that's not what the point is Mm -hmm. and then cloverwork said yeah not fuck it let's just let's just throw all the stops and you saw that yeah that live production that or that live performance you watched which was the episode five performance and now that was more of like a really good example but the animation is so consistent throughout the entire show even to that point wild it's crazy i'm like the only time i've seen an animation like that is um like probably like shaft or something or kyoto annie and that i'm not saying kill annie is still going to be the number one top dog for me personally, and probably maybe for you. There can be only one. <laughs> but Cloverworks is fucking incredible. They did Akabi Chen, like I mentioned. They did um uh Darling Dress Up Darling, which they blew up from. Um not well, they didn't blow up from it, but they did it and they did fucking incredible. Same year as Akabi Chen as well. Um they're doing Spy Family, which is uh inc- is a great show going out coming out right now. They are making a name for themselves right now, and I respect that. And they took this show, they took this manga that had no reason to be animated so well, and they said, "Yeah, let's just an- fuck it, bro. All the uh, everything, top notch quality. <laughs> fuck it, let's hire a band. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's let's, so uh, good. Let's hire a band and have them do all of our live performances, and then and then animate them yeah. frame by frame." Uh, yeah and, <laughs> and you know i i feel like i talked about this in i think it was a year line april episode but like the the fact that they represent the um just how hot and uncomfortable it is to be on stage mm-hmm. and like you're just going to be drenched in sweat the mm-hmm. entire time you know like that that idea and then you know how bright the lights are mm-hmm. and like you know it it's just wild like mm-hmm for for people who have never been on stage before like that clip that you showed me last time i was here that would be the i would say one of the best clips to explain like mm-hmm. being in a rock band basically oh my gosh it was so it one being in a rock band and two beyond being in the audience yeah bro like when I, you- okay the camera work oh my gosh yeah it was so good <laughs> it was so good and ah, oh, it was it was I, just way too good. So I want to. I know we're going really long. I wanted to talk about this though because it's as you as you as a live performer understands why this animation is really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Me as once a live performer understands why it was really good. Why was it really good, Zach? Because it was it was accurate in 
the the way that it was drawn and animated and everything like that, but mm-hmm. it was also accurate in the type of energy that it was trying to convey, right? Mm-hmm. So like, you know, at a rock concert, you're fucking hyped. Mm-hmm. And the entire time during that scene, it's just super hype. And mm-hmm. you you get like those really cool panning shots in the audience, mm-hmm. like looking up onto the stage. It's like you know, you really get that mm-hmm. that residual. The front camera. Oh my the god! Front, the front, the camera on the guitar, looking down the fretboard, like yeah, that's like some Dragon Force type shit, dude. It's always oh, so cool. <laughs> but also, right? We mentioned like the animate those the little things. Yeah, the tiny gestures, the 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 way the way they're kind of grooving during idle points, or even just in general, the singer just kind of just kind of you know swaying around and stuff. The mm-hmm. bass player when she would like do do the, like when she would drop her hand for open strings and stuff like that. Yeah, or or like the the kind of that that uh, how do someone described because I, I commented on this video because I talked about it because I was so hyped and then a bunch of musicians started you know replying as well like oh yeah I play the bass and she did really good and I play and, and you know I play the drums and look how accurate this is like in the the drummer where she's um, during idle points where she's counting with her feet and then when she's doing fills and she's looking um, from snare to the tom as she's doing the fill. Yeah, these little things, Zach, and like tiny things. It's really funny because something that goes completely overlooked is a lot of times what drummers will do when they're just keeping time, they'll they'll have the hi hat going Mm -hmm. right, and you know when when the drummer wasn't playing on the hi hat, that shit was going. Yeah, and like you know, it it was like the the most minuscule thing out of like the grand scheme of things of just all of the really cool shit that mm-hmm. they did and the fact that they added a fret cam i, I know right <laughs> that was so cool <laughs> like so uh to explain it for uh people who don't really know what we're talking about so sometimes you'll see live shows and someone will put like a gopro on the headstock of the guitar mm-hmm. so like the very top bit where all the strings are mm-hmm. um where the toonie peg boys are yeah where the the toonie pegs are and then it'll point to the fretboard of the guitar and so like you'll you'll see them playing the chords on the guitar or like shredding or whatever mm-hmm. and uh you just made me think of um a dragon force live show that mm-hmm. that i found on youtube that was just like super gnarly yeah um but yeah they the fact that they animated that mm-hmm. and they animated it convincingly uh-huh. and they animated it convincingly while making it seem like we were at an actual concert, mm-hmm. like, bro, I've I've been to actual live shows that have <laughs> less energy than that fucking animation. It's it's just something that you look at it and you're like, this is made with a lot of love. Oh yeah, one a lot of love, and two a lot of care in the sense that they did their research. Like yeah, they and took they references on references, probably even real performers, probably even had real performers in a studio perform the song, like. And like perform this whole scene out and took that as reference probably honestly i wouldn't be surprised if they found a venue or if they animated the venue based on what they used as a reference mm-hmm. you know like imagine i mean it looks like like a underground a small club venue thing you know it looks like a venue that i've played at yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah and you know the the amount of respect that that you can feel like coming from a musician mm-hmm. like you can tell that they 
wanted to like set themselves apart in that way because mm-hmm. like there are a lot of shows that are animated like absolutely beautifully and then they just absolutely shit the bed when it comes to like live performances mm-hmm. or like stuff like that yeah but it's hard though you know like that's not a standard you can hold because that's hard yeah. that's like okay we're gonna we have to put a lot of fucking money into this because that's that's frame by frame work type stuff you know yeah and and you know you can cheat it in ways but you can maybe for a guitarist you can show like maybe don't necessarily show all the chords or don't show their fingers specifically or have their fingers bunched up and just have them move around you know things like that and that's fine because that's not you're not really trying to convey like your skill in animating this performance you're trying to convey the whole the whole piece as a story yeah right and that's fine and it, it is really cool when i find animated shows or like just clips on youtube mm-hmm. where they're like they're not trying to put each finger on each string when they're playing the different chord groupings mm-hmm. and like i didn't mean to flip you off that's just the grouping for yeah. a g chord mm-hmm. um but you know that how dare you zach <laughs> i'm sorry uh but like the fact that you could look at like the fuck the fucking strings were moving arthur i know no that was incredible i oh my gosh it it's it's just like it again it's that kind of problem solving where it's you're cheating the look right because yeah. what's fun about animation is that it's stylized right it doesn't have to be real like you're not looking for realistic right or, or like real i guess realism specifically you're looking to simulate realistic but in a stylized way because it's anime you get to have fun. You get For to sure. kind of put yourself into a world where this doesn't really exist. So as long as you do enough to portray that, um, that, that, that point you're trying to make, mm-hmm. then it works. And how do you do that? You do all sorts of things. You do different animations. For, I mean, maybe if you were to go frame by frame and listen to the waveforms of the drummer, maybe she missed a to- maybe she missed a tom in one frame. I'm sorry, you know what I mean? Yeah. But when you're editing in twos. In twelve, we're so twelve frames per second in a twenty-four frames per second composition. You're gonna miss a, you're gonna miss a tom. I'm sorry, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But it's the idea of cheating your way through it, you know. Like, right. um, if you're going to do uh, chords or something, right? You don't have to necessarily show every single one of those anime fingers touching each string. You just need to show the the like you know most of the strings yeah in some sort of grouping and you see that in the finger grouping right yeah you can recognize that this is a g and this is an e and stuff like that right yeah you can recognize and it's in the general area so yeah that's correct yeah and i think i think a good example too is um in angel beats Mm -hmm. um they they did a really good job of making it convincing obviously they didn't go as hard as like your line april or like anything like that but they made it convincing enough to where you're like, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm in this cafeteria right now. <laughs> this is sad. Yeah, my lunch tickets. <laughs> ah! Exactly. <laughs> Everyone throw your lunch tickets for no reason at all. <laughs> exactly. You don't. You can cheat your way, and that's a good thing. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but anyways, what I wanted to say was, you can see in the back, uh, my, my uh, E string snapped. Oh. Yeah, wait. my high E. Oh yeah, oh. <laughs> that was I was literally I was like you know what I kind of feel like picking up the guitar again. This was literally this week, and I take it and I'm tuning it and it goes ping. I'm like fuck, <laughs> really? <laughs> so yeah, bro, that beast needs new strings so bad. I haven't replaced the strings since I probably consistently played that damn acoustic in like six to seven, seven to eight years, honestly. So yeah, I knew it was coming, but it it was really it was it was like I knew it was gonna happen. 
but it really made me sad when it happened. I was like, oh, man. Did it catch you off guard a little bit? It, of course it did. <laughs> but I was, I was just like, I, it didn't even feel like it was going to break. Like I was just, it just, it still felt like I was tightening it and it was fine. But and then it snapped. I was like, but you know, the, you know, the sad thing is, Zach, I don't know how to change my strings. I can help you or Jackson can help you. I don't know. But I, I feel like it, I'd feel like jerk. But I was like, I, I just like. I, I didn't realize I'd never learned how to change my strings. Well, my guitar tutor taught me how, obviously, but she always did it for me. Yeah. You know why? Because I was a little shit 12 year old. And then also, it's scary. <laughs> it's really it's scary. Really scary. <laughs> the strings are sharp. <laughs> strings hurt. <laughs> it didn't hurt me, though. It like bounced off and it hit my hand. And I, I like, as soon as it hit my hand, I had like a, this Vietnam flashbacks of like, oh, fuck, is it going to like go into my skin am i gonna get bliss or like get a bump or whatever no it was fine but it was still scary <laughs> <laughs> it was very scary yeah so i need to i need to replace the strings i'm pretty sure i have the strings somewhere in this house they exist somewhere i remember i have electric strings and acoustic strings both 12 gauge because i really like the lighter 12 gauge strings um but one i don't know which is which and two i don't know where they are so I gotta find. Sick. I'm pretty. I think it's probably in my guitar case in my room. I could probably check after this after we finish up here. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I would like to play the guitar again. I mean, I'm not a lead guitar. I'm a, I'm a rhythm player at heart. But oh, you know, I do want to show you. Thank you. I do want to show you a video because we're talking about Bochy the Rock after this after this uh, uh shoot, of course. But um, how much I have I've begun to appreciate lead guitars so much, and specifically ones where they play. Like they kind of accompany the whole, like th there's like a, let's just say the rhythm player, they're playing the chords and they're the bass player, they're playing the, the bass line, right? Mm -hmm. So you have the song, right? Yeah. And then there's a lead guitarist usually, right? Mm -hmm. Who just adds that extra texture and extra, extra layers mm -hmm. where it's like, I learned the power of basically the idea of an ensemble where, you know, a, uh, the, the flutes would come in and play a specific part. Yeah. And a trombones would play a specific part. Mm -hmm. It's not we're not playing the same thing. We're playing specific parts to add to the whole equation. And it's in the whole layering. It's really cool. And there's a song, some songs in Bushy Rock with this guy just fucking shredding. Um, and it's like, this is cool. I like this. Yeah. There's a lot of love in Bochi the Rock. So yeah. I like that a lot. I think it's really cool when you are able to like hear all of the layers come together and mm -hmm. all of that kind of stuff. Um, and just getting that one cohesive thing dude we uh, talked about all three things in this show tech anime and music we didn't talk about video games though that'll have to wait till the next episode but i guess so yeah i don't play video games <laughs> <laughs> i don't really either it's really sad um thank you guys so much for watching um if you enjoyed this video hit the thumbs up if you didn't like it there's another button over there too it doesn't really matter too much though um we have a link to my socials and arthur's socials mm -hmm. in the description and leave us a comment let us know uh what you guys want to hear us talk about and we have some videos popping up right here and uh so this one is going to be the education system episode because yeah, we were talking about we were talking about that and then you know what let's uh let's go to the angel beats episode sure yeah, yeah talk i think that that. that one would be really cool that one is a good one but uh yeah got anything to say to the people no nah, it's about it hey if you don't know what you want to do in your future it's all good we all start college undeclared whether you declare a major or not just kind of happens for but sure we got time to figure it out don't stress don't let your parents get all get all in your hair you know don't get in your parents hair either but you know 
come to the mutual understanding and we can figure it out at the end right so sure. ain't no worries thank you we'll see you guys next week hopefully we can have a guest if not hey, two best two best homies on the internet will come by and hang out with Hell you yeah. anyways regardless you have no choice <laughs> uh we passed 20 seconds goodbye everybody <laughs>